Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Ozil is in here. Beautiful goal. Walcott. What a goal. It's been flicked in by Alexis Sanchez. A quality goal from the Gunners. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday the 6th of March. I'm your host Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show, we talk to Ainsley Maitland-Niles about making the step up to the first team squad. We also remember the start of a 10-game winning streak in this week's history lesson. Adrian Clark is back for another dose of the chalkboard. But we kick off by looking back on the weekend's action with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, Arsenal Insider this week, I'm delighted to say, is the Times' Matt Hughes, who joins us on the line now. Hughesy, how's it going? Good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad at all. But unfortunately, looking back on another disappointing day when it came to taking on a Champions League place contender. Yeah, it was a poor evening for Arsenal, really, wasn't it? Uh, particularly for Arsene Wenger. He made a big call, leaving Alexis Angels on the bench and uh, clearly backfired with a very poor first-half performance. And although they improved second half, um, they didn't really put Liverpool near enough pressure for me and I thought Liverpool were uh, worthy winners. It's difficult to try and put your finger on one specific thing at the moment, Matt, isn't it, when it comes to these kind of games? But what would you highlight as a couple of the major problems? I think there's a, there's a belief issue in the biggest games, isn't there? They haven't won an away game against anyone in the top ten this season and their record against the top seven is very poor. They've only beaten one of them anywhere that's Chelsea at home when Chelsea are having a sticky spell of their own at the start of the season. So there clearly is a is a psychological problem in the biggest games. They often start poorly and then recover. Um, but if you get Liverpool away from home, that's asking an awful lot. Um, and I think Wenger made have to address the uh, intensity with which his team start matches. Uh, Arsenal very much with an uphill task now to try and make the Champions League top six obviously just so tight at the moment isn't it second down 2-6 yeah it's very it's very tight really obviously there's Chelsea then Daylight and the rest of the challenges uh, I think I wouldn't run Arsenal's chances off yet because they've been there and done it before I'm looking at the numbers recently and I think um, last 10 years there's the last 12 games record is, is, is often better than the eventual champions so they do know how to finish the season strongly when they really have to and they're also likely to be helped let's be honest by a lack of European football so after tomorrow it'll be the Premier League and you know two or three at most FA Cup ties so they can really focus 
on working hard during the week in training and um, treating every game any weekend as a, as a cup final, really. Um, so I wouldn't write a chance off yet, but they're going to have to improve. And they're, um, the record's awful, they're four defeats in six. Um, so they're really going to need to start Correcting things pretty, 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 pretty swiftly. Now, at least Arsenal's under 23s are flying at the moment in Premier League two, and a player who's used that to get himself back into the picture, and then got Arsenal's goal at the weekend was Danny Welbeck. Let's get his thoughts on a rather difficult day at Anfield. Yeah, it's obviously very difficult. You know, obviously coming in uh, with the position in the league, uh, we want to be getting the three points, and uh, obviously it's, it's very difficult to take today. I think uh, obviously I've got a. On a personal level, it was good to get a start and get a goal, but um, at the end of the day, I'm not happy because we didn't get the three points and that's the most important thing. Obviously, a couple of days we've got a game in the Champions League, so um, we've got to look forward to that now. And uh, as hard as it is, uh, put this one behind us and concentrate on the game ahead. The thoughts there of Danny Welbeck and Matt, he is a player who maybe has quite an important role to play in coming weeks. Yeah, he's certainly getting fitter and fitter. He's... Um first Premier League start on Saturday. I thought he did reasonably well. Um, so the issue with admitting Sanchez for him, it wasn't the most well-backed player. He, he could have played both. He could have left the Wavy out, who hasn't been in great form, and um, played all three of the Manjuru and gone more direct, as, as Wenger said, he, that was the plan. Um, but yeah, I like well I'm pleased for him. He's had such a poor record of injuries. Um, he needs to get more games, and hopefully... And it will be fascinating for a game. I know that you're going to be out for the times here at Emirates Stadium on Tuesday against Bayern Munich to see how Arsene Wenger goes with some of those options and selection choices that you've already highlighted. Yeah, I think Mesut Ozil should be stick again. That's another option. Sanchez will clearly be very keen to start. Um, I think Arsenal will probably give a reasonable account of themselves tomorrow, which will make all of them off the tyres. All but gone, really. Um, a kind of plucky, uh, plucky second leg victory and overall defeat is not really what Arsenal in this point in their history um, need. But I expect them to, to, to do okay tomorrow and maybe get a win or a draw. Well, Matt, appreciating your time and uh, hope you enjoy the game come uh, Tuesday night here at the Emirates. Will do. Thanks, guys. One young player who's certainly impressed in a variety of different positions this season is Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Here he is talking about his move up to the first team squad. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast, Ainsley. Uh, you're a part of the first team now. Can you tell us how your initiation song went, um, what you sung and how to go down? It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't sing. No, it was awful. What did I sing? Um, I think I sung Ray J One Wish, but this was years ago. Yeah. Uh, when I made my Champions League debut, it was difficult because it's different from playing football and standing up and singing in front of um, however many people were there, I think about 25, 30. But it's out of your comfort zone because you're not a singer and it's just like, what do I do now? You're standing <laughs> on the chair looking down at everyone. It's just like, wow. Did you get support? Were they bouncing along with you or was it no, crickets in the room? Uh, I've tried to hit a high note and <laughs> it's just gone all wrong. So everyone's just laughing, which made it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. 
and then I was only up there for about thirty more seconds. <laughs> <It was all right. laughs> What's do they do they give you the gong and, and take you off? Or nah, you they just started clapping. So oh. I was like, yeah, that's my time done. Hopped off the chair and uh, went to sit back down. Um, that was your first experience of the first team. Yeah. Can you tell us about how you felt when you knew you'd be jumping on that plane and, and heading out? I felt. It's words can't describe how I felt to be honest because I was waiting for this moment all my life, and to be picked in the Champions League game as well, where he didn't have to pick us. He could have went out with a strong team. Uh, it meant a lot to me. By us, you mean Steph O'Connor as well? Yeah. yeah. And Gideon was at that game Gideon as well, was there, Tuba, Glenn, Alex was there as well. Um, what has been your highlight of the season so far, fast forwarding to now? Ooh, this season? Yeah. Uh, probably playing against Southampton in the cup because I got to play in my rightful position and I had a very, very strong game. And the boss, he gave me a look to play that he was really pleased with me after the game and all the players were encouraging me on the field and even when I got off saying how well I did. So, yeah, it's got to be my highlight. Is that all that takes from the boss is to look? If, <laughs> if you get a certain look from the boss, you know that you've done well. He doesn't even have to say words sometimes. Have you or do you speak to Alex Awobi a lot about yeah. that step up? Do you do you talk to him and kind of lean on him for advice sometimes? Yeah, I do. I ask him how how difficult it was becoming an under-21s regular player to regular in the first team in almost two months. Because at the beginning of the season, he was in and out of the first team. And then suddenly after the Barca game, he's starting every week, playing every week scoring goals. So I just had to ask him a few things about how he's dealing with the pressure and how his mindset was when he was stepping out onto the field against those big teams. Did he tell you the truth? Was he nervous? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Everyone is, but they deal with nerves differently. Because he looks like a very calm customer. Nah, he, he's, he's, never, he's always he on is. an Alex Awobi yeah, level, you know, he's always the same. Um, you played uh, FA Cup football this season. Hopefully you'll get to play against Lincoln after that. Yeah, yeah. We're talking Wembley. Wembley, yeah. Um, what would it mean to you to, to walk out under Wembley? I mean the world to me because I've never been out on Wembley before. I've only been there sitting in the seats watching Arsenal at FA Cup final before. So just to be there and or be in the squad even and warm up on the pitch would be fantastic for me. So what are your goals for the remainder of the season? Where, where do you want to get at? And you don't have to put a number on anything. But like, where do you want to be at when, when this season ends, personally? My, my main goal is to be in the first team dressing room, at least in and around the players, because I feel that I've been working towards it since the beginning of the season, and I have showed the boss some qualities. And there's things I need to work on as well. So I think maybe a chat with the boss to see what I need to improve on will help me get there. Cool. Well, everyone here at the Arsenal Weekly Podcast is, is cheering for you, Ainsley. Thank you. Cheers. And it's Adams put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Or Charlie George, who can hit him. Oh, a great goal! It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! On the 11th of March 1998, a Christopher Ray goal helped Arsenal beat Wimbledon 1-0 at Selhurst Park. Happy to say the lights are shining brightly at Selhurst Park. Arsenal. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Trying to shine brightly here. And Overmars lost Perry with his movement then. He cuts it back and Christopher Ray scores his first goal for Arsenal. Overmars put it into his path, but he tucked it away very neatly. The win was the first of ten in a row that led to the Gunners getting their first ever Premier League title. Congratulations to Arsenal and Tony Adams. Ten straight wins. They've absolutely roared to the title. And if you go back over their last 18 games, they've collected 48 points out of 54. At Christmas, no-one would have thought that these scenes would be unfolding here. Arsenal would go on to complete the double by beating Newcastle United in the FA Cup final. The current team will look to book a trip to the semi-finals when they take on Lincoln City this coming Saturday. We'll talk about that with Adrian Clark next. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, joining me now at the chalkboard is the one and only Adrian Clark. Clarky, how are you doing? Hello. Yes, I am all right. I am OK. I can't say I'm brilliant. Not on the back of defeat at the weekend, but, um, yeah, life's OK. Consoling yourself with a lovely picture of your 11-month-old <laughs> just to try and ease the pain. Like yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. Clever, clever. <laughs> now, uh, we'll go first of all, I think, with the chalkboard and what will be the top four come the end of the season, in order. <laughs> wow, you're putting me on the spot there, I aren't you? I uh, blimey. I, look, I think it, it will go to the wire in terms of who will get third and fourth. I, I think Chelsea are going to win the league. Can't see any difference there. Um, based on current form, you, you have to say that, that, that Tottenham and Manchester City are the next two best teams. I would... I would lean towards Tottenham, to be perfectly honest. It pains me to say that. So no St Totteringham's Day? No, I don't think we are going to see a St Totteringham's Day this season, unfortunately. I, look, I've got to be honest, you have to base it on, on form. And at the moment, Tottenham are really solid. They're, they're just not losing very many games. And I can't see them dropping 
a stack of points, to be perfectly honest. Mentally, they've got hurdles to overcome. So we'll, we'll wait and see. I can't say that with total confidence, but based on what I've seen so far, Tottenham are the second best team in the league. I have to, I have to be frank there. Manchester City are flaky at the back, but they're playing with such confidence going forward at the moment but that it's easing the strain on the rest of the team. The, the back five are not really having a lot to do. So with that in mind, I think they will get a lot of wins against the smaller teams. They might slip up against the bigger boys when they're put under more pressure, but, but I can see City winning enough games to get top three. Then it, then it comes down to, to Arsenal, Liverpool and Manchester United. I'm not going to back against Arsenal. <laughs> You'll be relieved to say, I do think we need to see an upturn in form. Clearly, at the moment... Manchester United are playing better than Arsenal. I think Liverpool, we saw at the weekend, are dangerous. But um, I, st I still have faith that, that this group of players and that, that the manager who knows how to get the job done will just about get us there. But it, it's tough, right? It's, it's tough times at the moment. It's not easy and they're going to have to grind it out. OK, let's move on then, Clarkie. Two games coming up over the course of the week, two very different cup games in terms of competitions and opponents. How do you see Arsenal varying their lineup for the two? Well, it's going to be fascinating to see what the manager does because in, in light of the defeat against Liverpool, you do not want another morale-denting defeat to Bayern Munich on home turf. But when all is said and done, if, if you weigh up these two games, the, the priority has to be the Lincoln game because it is, the odds are stacked so far against Arsenal progressing in the Champions League that if I was in, in the shoes, I would probably lean towards playing the strongest possible outfit against Lincoln City and maybe giving one or two arrests against Bayern Munich, purely based on the fact that the, of where the tie is at the moment. Will that happen? I don't think so, because it's the Champions League. We know, that, we know how much the boss is desperate to, to progress, and, and I do believe that that he will try and send out a team that can win 4-0. Um, whether that's possible or not, we'll have to wait and see because keeping a clean sheet against Bayern Munich is going to be very difficult. And regardless of what team is picked, the mentality of that team against Bayern, is it to go out and just try and rip holes in them and somehow get back into the tie or is it to try and win it, win it narrowly potentially and take something? I think you've got to take something, you've got to take a morale booster from it. That has to be the priority. Whether you progress or not, it's not irrelevant, but, but they shouldn't beat themselves up if they go out. It's all about the performance. You want to see more defensive resilience. And Bayern Munich, no matter who they send out, which 11 they play, they will test us. So we need to, to show a lot of steel, a lot of focus and improve in that area. And then going forward, we want to see our flair players, our attackers, build confidence themselves. And it is an opportunity, really, where they can cut loose. There's not a massive amount of pressure on the players. They should be able to go out there, play with a bit of freedom, enjoy themselves as much as they can and, and hopefully feel an uplift in, in form which then takes them into that Lincoln game. OK, and talking of that Lincoln game, a team top of the conference, so, you know, a, a degree better, should we say, than Sutton United, a team obviously historically who've been in the Football League a lot. Mm. Um, it's going to be tough, isn't it? It's not going to be as easy as a lot of people think because Lincoln are a professional side. They're not part-timers like Sutton. They train every day. They're, they're professionals. And to be perfectly honest, given how well they're doing in the conference, given what I've seen of them, I think they're a League One team. We should, we should almost dismiss the fact that they're in the conference. The, the standard of players and their team unit is, is League One standard. Uh, they wouldn't be bottom of League One. Well, you see teams, don't you, go from the top of the conference up to League One pretty quickly. I've seen, I've seen Yeovil go to the Championship and I played against Yeovil when they were top, when they were in Lincoln's exact position and they were a heck of a team and Lincoln are like that. So, so we, 
we can't underestimate them. But ultimately, our players are playing for Arsenal because they are significantly more talented. We should, if we play to our potential, if we roll up our sleeves and fight, because we will have to, we should beat them. We should beat them comfortably. But it, it won't come without the odd scare or two and it won't come without a little bit of frustration because they'll be well organised. In terms of how they set up, obviously having beaten Burnley so impressively, mm. Matt Reid is obviously a very much a handful up front, isn't he? He is, and whoever plays centre-half needs to ready themselves for that. I, I would imagine the players will look at the video of the Burnley game and they'll see how Reid tried to rough up the centre-halves and Joey Barton as well, and he will do the same. Whoever, whoever he lines up against, he will put his weight around. And he's a very clever centre-forward, he uses his body well. And set-pieces are huge for Lincoln City. And, and let's be honest, defending set-pieces has been an issue. Liverpool hit the post um, last weekend from a set-piece, almost scored another goal when Origi scuffed a header. So we need to be careful. Lincoln City are arguably... Well, actually, I would say that Lincoln City are just as good as Liverpool when it comes to set-pieces. They might even be better. You've got a guy called Luke Waterfall, um, centre-half, who comes up, gets seven, eight, nine goals a season. He's a decent player. We need to concentrate... So, in a sentence, Clarky, how do you steady the ship? How do you steady the ship? Well, you, you win the two games, but how do you win the two games? I think you have to pull together as a unit. This isn't the time to, to blame one another for what's going wrong. It's the time to get together, work extra hard and do the basics right. If they do the basics right over the next week or so, we'll come out of this week in a much stronger position. Now looking quite fetching in a nice V-neck maroon sweater. It is the Arsenal podcast editor, Liam Roberts, who joins us. Liam, looking good this Monday. Thank you very much. Um, so my question on the chalkboard, you were, so we want to know top four for the season. I want to know who's going to finish one and two in this prediction competition. I'm still backing myself. But I, I, be, I believe that, that we're still level, right? Uh, it was 18 points apiece, yeah. yep. So last week I asked you which Arsenal player would touch the ball last in the Liverpool game. Do you remember what you said? Uh, you said the keeper, didn't I you? Did, you I said, said Pedacek. Yeah. I think I said Mustafi. You said Mustafi. Yeah, yeah. So neither of you got it right. It was Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, mm. but it came from a Pedacek pass. So you Ooh. were almost right. So one point for <laughs> Russell Hargreaves. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> That's outrageous. I'm sorry. Stuart's back inquiry. Ahead. Back yeah, ahead. back ahead. So uh, I don't uh, know where this uh, comeback's come from. At no stage was it ever meant. Who would be the second last person to touch the ball? It's, it's, it was it's, in the tiniest of small print. Yeah, I, think so, you so, I, I, I was angry anyway coming into today, you know, based on based on what happened at the weekend. I'm, I'm not fuming now. Just look at that picture of your daughter again. Calm no, down. No, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of steadying the ship, you need to steady the ship, Larky, because this has been a, a slow, kind of gradual Malaise. downturn. Wow, it's, wow. it's mirroring the team's form, isn't it? Downward spiral. <laughs> um, so, chance to get back this week. Um, I don't know, two games. How many minutes exactly will be played over the two games? So, including injury time in both halves. Again, we, we need an, a, a top analysis. Loads of, loads of skill required, Who's as always. Is it on this, this yeah. time, um, isn't it? It will be Clarky. Yeah, oh, cheers. Um, OK, in Europe, I don't think we see quite as much injury time, so I think it'll be 95 minutes. Maybe, no, 94 minutes, I think. OK, I'm going to go with 94. Uh, no, a little bit more against Lincoln. 94 plus 98. What's that? 192. <laughs> 192. Yeah, let's go for that. 192. 192. I will say, and I won't be very, very poor on this, mm. I will box relatively cleverly. I'm going to go the, round 190. So we've left one little gap in the middle of 191. 
Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Clarky, when can we see or hear you next? Um, I will be on commentary duty for the Bayern Munich game. So um, I am looking forward to that. It should, it, it, it's a strange situation. We just want to see the team um, salvage some pride. So that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks as ever to Ainsley Maitland-Niles, to Matt Hughes and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can find us on Acast as well, so you've never got the excuse to miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 13th of March. And until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners! The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.